Hello and welcome to the Heads and Volleys podcast with me, Lee Dunn. So I've just returned from the A-license in Kansas City, the National Development Center, and while I was there, I was able to interview a good friend of mine now. His name is Edison Gonzalez, and I'm really excited to bring his story to you. And I think one of the, the things I really love about doing this is that bring a story of somebody that is so humble, but so good at what he does. And I think you'll find that where, as Edison talks about, his own experience of being a assistant into becoming the head coach or the associate head coach and, and what he's learned along the way, I think is super valuable. So really hope you find some, some joy in this podcast and hopefully some insight too into perhaps aligning it with your own story if you are perhaps a assistant coach and wondering where the next step is or what's coming your way. And I think Edison will happily share his story with anyone. So I'll give you his social media contact update as well. But for me, if you're following me at Lead on Soccer, you'll see all of the stuff I'm going through with the A license. And I just can't recommend that you do that type of license or that type of education. I just can't recommend that you do it enough. It's so valuable. The connections are so good. You get to meet people like Edison and, and learn about him and pick up from him on his experiences and what he's done. And I mean, the guy's played in Mexico, and he you would never know it because he didn't talk about it, but he's just got so much to share and so much fun about the game of soccer, and he just loves what he's doing. So this whole environment fully encompasses this. So without further ado, I'll introduce Edison here and enjoy getting to know him. Eddie, my main man, Edison Gonzalez. Danny. How you doing, mate? Doing well. We're, uh, we're in Kansas working through our A license. Glad we got this time to, we've talked about getting you on here and I'm really glad we've done it. Yeah, man, when you uh, mentioned it to me, um, it just kind of built a spark in me and I was like, you know what, I want to do that. It'd be cool. So <laughs> my, my cherry popped on the, on the podcast. <laughs> and here we are. So uh, I guess, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? What's your, your background? Kind of where are, you, uh, where are you coming from? Where are you going? Um, so again, my name is Edison Gonzalez, uh, Mexican-American, born in San Jose, California, uh, Santa Clara to be specific, uh, but grew up in Fresno. Um, you know, my dad's a Mexican immigrant, came to the States when he was like 17 and um, he played soccer, played semi-pro in New York um, and then moved to San Jose and that's when, you know, uh, family grew my parents and I have brothers, sisters, and so, uh, but I grew up in Fresno, actually. I went to school at Fresno Pacific University, which was uh, at the time at NAIA, um, and that's kind of where my cultural acknowledgement, right, was, uh, it was broadened, and so I got to meet people from different parts of the world, which was just opened my mind even more, just because I felt like we were so I was so enclosed and I didn't know what the world really was until that part of my life and it just opened my eyes to so much more. <clears throat> um, I played there four years, uh, graduated 2010 um, and with my uh, uh, degree in kinesiology and then I got to play a little pro ball in Mexico, a uh, second division team called Oro, um, which used to be in the first division but uh, 
they <laughs> they got relegated. They sold the the rights to the franchise, and then so I got to do that for a year, which was a humbling experience. It was great, um, not making much, but uh, the connections and, and the experience of life in a in a different country was 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 really good. It was great playing learning. the game. You playing the game and and learning things about yourself. Uh, you're literally on your own walking two miles to get a bus and then another hour bus ride and then walking another mile or so to get to training and so um, but yeah then after I came back uh, to Fresno and I started my coaching career I, I did kinesiology and I knew I wanted to be involved in the game and and uh, yeah that was one part that I remember about 10 to 15 years ago that you know sports science and, and football was uh, was not to where it's at right now and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to study more was because I felt like there was a, a lack in that area. So so what was was your experience of being coached in certain ways and the way you grew up with the game kind of a motivator to kind of how you said like 10 years ago, it's completely different to how it is now. Yeah, no. So, for example, my very first coaching gig was at Fresno Pacific. Uh, Hiram Mayers has been there for 20 years, highly decorated coach. Uh, he's one of my mentors. And um, we didn't have a strength conditioning coach. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I love Hyman, but there's some of the, the sessions were the same ones from, you know, 15 years ago, just because of the, the you know, the, the area of expertise was, was not there. And so we, um, uh, that was one thing that I took to heart. And I had this guy named Oscar, um, great guy. And, and, and that's kind of what motivated me a little bit is seeing, okay, what's the unknown and how can I, use sports science and my background and put them together to be able to make the sport better and give back. And so that was that was a big driving force with that and coaching and then I got into more coaching and I was like, man, I like it and more and more. And so I've just been geeking out ever since. So you're, um, you've are you coached in different little places. So where are you at now? What are you? So, so from there I went to, uh, after Fresno Pacific, I coached uh, USL, I was an assistant coach in the USL 2, which was PDL at yep. the time, Fresno Fuego, if you guys know the, the Fuego fans, it's a, a pretty historic club there in Fresno, and then uh, I went to University of Pacific for two years under Ryan Jordan, had two really great years, uh, lost to Stanford both in the NCAA tournament, won some PKs, and, <laughs> um, and one was, uh, or not Stanford, and then Duke, lost to Duke, and um, just last year, but now I'm at Clovis Community College. It's a fairly new uh, program, four years old. Um, and so I'm an associate head coach there, and I also teach. So it's teaching part-time, coaching part-time, and so. Pretty good gig. So yeah, yeah it's, 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 a, it's, it's pretty good, I enjoy it. So what would you say you've taken from the people that you've worked under? So here on the course we talk about this performance environment, we talk about mentors and leaders and people that you can effectively steal good information from. What are you taking from them that you're now bringing into what you're doing now with your own, with your own coaching gig? Well, I think I'm. They say like the, the co a, a good coach is like the best robber or the best stealer. <laughs> Plagiarism, yeah, plays right. Um, and so for me, it's it's I, I I call it the cycle of learning. You can never stop learning. Um, I can learn from, you know, a, a teacher, a professor. I can learn from the janitor. I can learn from 
um, from your own players, from kids, of watching them, observing them, people's sure. interactions. And so I've literally have taken that full circle and just be like, you know what, every day can be an opportunity to learn. And so, and, and then what I don't like, I mean, there's things that I don't like and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna use that. I'm not gonna steal that, right? <laughs> or if there's something that I thought had a negative effect or whatever, I can say, hey, you know what? Now I know what to see. If I start seeing this, maybe I can connect that to, maybe I shouldn't do it type thing. And so for me, is using those those experiences and, and, and watching those interactions that I can at least make my own coaching yeah. philosophy curriculum sure yeah yeah and so no I agree with you I think the more you can do that the better the more of a an open mind and again here in Kansas I think you come into it with the idea that you're going to try and take as much as you can and I think there's often times where we forget to leave things away too yeah or we've been talking about self-reflection and how you you would sit there and think that didn't work well. Yeah. And instead of just tossing it away, maybe you think a little deeper on it and think, why didn't it work? Was it me? Was it the players? Was it the environment? Was it not the right time? So that's, I think that's the super interesting thing about working with these highly decorated coaches as an assistant. And a lot of people may think that an assistant role is not a glamorous role, no, but it gets you where you're going. Yeah, no, and, and being able to get those opportunities to get that practical experience, because that's one thing where you go somewhere and sometimes you're not able to get that practical experience. But um, when you get that practical experience and you have that, that respect and that trust that, hey, you can fail in an environment. And it, we, we talked about in the course of having a safe environment so that way you can really let yourself go and uh -huh. learn. Um, I think that's super important. So for me, I've had every place I've been, I've had that. You know, I've had that, that trust environment, that, that environment to be able to make mistakes and get feedback, right? Um, um, because I think that's a big part of it. We can't just think, oh, we're all this and that. Mm -hmm. But part of it is being able to take that feedback and use it positively and not just be like, put up a wall and then be like, nah, we don't know what you're talking about type <laughs> thing. And so, and, and, and it's not always nice hearing some of those things, but I think it's important. Yeah. Um, and it's like someone like you, you just literally the, the two weeks that we've spent together uh, in the course, I've gotten, I've gotten so much more, to be honest, because I know you're a thinker. And, and just in, in my session, it was uh, two, two minds are better than one, right? And so you got me thinking, oh, what about this? Or what about that? Like, if this happens, what will you do? And so for me, it's, I have also put it, when you talk about what are some of those things that have made you better in those experiences, is I try to surround myself with, with people that are gonna push me and make me better. And, and, and I use that to catapult myself more and more and more. And so I think that's another part of development, right, is, is to surround yourself with like-minded like people. I think that I, I love it because that is how it needs to be. You need to have this open mind, this embrace of this feedback. I need, yeah. to, I need to feel comfortable enough to ask a question. I need to feel comfortable enough to and trust you enough for you to tell me that you don't think it's very good. And actually, those, those are the relationships we want because I want someone to tell me that this is a bad idea before I do it. Like you learn yeah, uh -huh. when you touch hot things, it burns you. You learn real quick, but you'd rather learn by someone actually <coughs> advising you because yeah. of their experience. I think that's the great thing about coaching education too. So I guess, you do you have an assistant now? Do you have staff that work yeah, under you? Yeah, so we have a very decorated staff. We've 
So I'm an associate head coach. <clears throat> Chad McCarty is a director of, of, of the soccer program. And so we, we work very well together. Um, and it's funny because he was, uh, John was, was um, John was uh, Chad's coach in the Olympics. Oh, really? So, yeah, so, <laughs> so there's that connection. For those of you listening, yeah. our, our instructor is a gentleman named John Ellinger. So if you've been through the US soccer education or uh, have been privy to part of his course, it's brilliant, and you are probably one phone call away from knowing him anyway, if you don't know him. So, Eddie, yeah. carry on. <laughs> so, so big ups to, to John. Um, but, you know, we have um, uh, uh, younger coaches, uh, uh, Drew. Uh, we have uh, Ivan Mirkovic, um, which is also on staff with the USL Fresno FC team. And then we have Renato Bustamante, which is uh, still professional right now with Fresno FC, um, but he's been key on the offensive side. And then we have Bo Diaz, which is a, a phenomenal uh, goalkeeper trainer, uh, coach. Um, and just We have a, an interesting dynamic, and we're able, and I feel like, especially when we talk about that safe environment, we literally have a group chat where we're, 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 we're hashing it out. And it's like, well, why do you think this guy should start? <laughs> and, and we're like, all right, un, tell me why. And then we get into it. And it's not, it's never disrespectful or anything, but it's, it's, we've gotten to a, cl a culture this season to be really saying things and because at the end of the day it's not about us it's about the program right and so all this is always in, in, in into account that hey we're trying to just put our best foot forward um, I'm, I mean we meet uh, at least one Sunday every month to just review reflect um, and obviously that's a time for us to kind of unwind and sometimes we don't even talk about football we talk about we can talk about, you know, something, you know, one of their kids and they're playing soccer and now, you know, things that are going on in life because I think that's also important too, to be able to build that culture and that safe environment um, because there's life outside of football. And so that's another part that, that's been super important. And another thing we talk about that, and that uh, being able to touch base is some of the sacrifices that we make. And so uh, for me, I know it's like, I wanna thank my family, you know, give them a shout out you know my parents have instilled some of those great values and it's so easy for us to forget uh, those people that have supported us not that it's because we don't want to it's just because sometimes we're so focused and like into what we're doing that I know you mentioned you know like your wife is your like number one like so my assistant your coach assistant yeah. coach because she's there <laughs> and, and she's grown to understand that what we do is 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 much bigger than football I mean we're we're injecting and, and giving you know a lot to these kids that right now the kids don't know what they don't know um, but later on they always like oh I know like I, I get what you're, mm. what, what you're what what you were trying to tell me five or six years ago um, I, I love that you can <clears throat> yeah it's almost like this no egos like check your ego at the door or leave your ego outside of this group message so that we can have a benefit here like there's yeah. something that's going to benefit both of us or all of us involved in this chat and I think that was going to be one of my questions about how you what you've learned along the way to build this safe space yeah. and clearly things like that like your Sunday gatherings like yeah. it's Sunday dinner it's family dinner yeah we're a family you mentioned we we talked the other day about this too how you incorporate guys and their significant others and they realize that it's not the work over the significant other or the spouse or the family it's you're a part of it, and this is just a part of who I am too. Yeah, and so that's that's big time. I mean, 
one hundred percent. At the end of the day, it's like you said, like your wife is the one that hears, you know, after your long day, it's like <laughs> oh, that, or you know, your 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 mom or your dad or your brother or your best friend. And so I think having that support group is 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 key, especially because you can't do it alone. No. You know, it's like on the on on the pitch, you have eleven on the pitch, and then you have your 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 bench, and then you have the support staff and the technical staff, and so it's. Um, you can't do it alone, and, right. and that's one big thing. Obviously, that's that I've known and, and I've gotten to understand is to be able to to also delegate right and and help people get better. Because at the end of the day, it's like the saying is like the best leaders develop new leaders, and so I think that's that goes ties into what you're saying too. So uh, let's <clears throat> go ahead and head out in a second. I want to. Um, touch on some of the things that I, I, I want to pull out of you here. So really talk about this this sacrifice, this struggle, this kind of drive forward. So where are you where are you headed? Where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself? So we're gonna finish the A license here in January, February time. What's next? What's after that? Yeah, I mean for me it's um, having goals. I mean I want to be able to be with uh, hopefully eventually with a professional club. Um, whether it's with an academy team or with a youth national team, that's you know that's a pretty high up on my goals. But it's how am I gonna get there? It's uh, it's doing these things. Uh, people say like, oh well, um, you don't need a license to 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 know how to coach. It's like yeah, but a, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of new things that have been incorporated in these licenses. And I'll tell you this: from my C course to the B course, there's been every step has been a big improvement now doing this a course has been eye-opening to some things and i've literally implemented already into the season um which we're doing very well we're four one and one we're ranked number eight in the nation in junior college obviously it's all relative but it's, right in the uh, nation. it's it's number eight in the nation <laughs> uh, we're doing well i mean the the the, the lads have have, um, have really bought in and and We've pushed them pretty hard, but it just goes to show it's 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 there's always stepping stones, right? There's always little steps, and how we can widen that. We talk about that, um, you know, the motivational gap. How we can make it and put it in increments as to be able to reach yeah. the end goal or one of the goals, right? And we talked about that this week, and so for me, it's being able to obviously get through this uh, these uh, <laughs> next few months and, and, and do well, but also pick each other's brains. And, and I think also for, for the people that are listening, you never know when your next job is and where it's coming from. And so literally I could be, uh, you know, I'm sitting here on your podcast next thing you know it, you can get signed with, you know, with the, the Earthquakes uh, first team and, you know, well, you, you get know. a phone call. It's like, it, that's how, how, how simple it is. I mean, there's been jobs offered from these courses and being able to network and talk to people and so that's part of it is 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 connecting with people and not only on the football level but also on a personal level and I know for me I've always connected well with you and, and obviously yeah. we, we don't we don't uh, live too far away um, no. it's like three hours you know and so little little skip down yeah so um, I guess what I on top of that this this kind of idea of licensing like we come here i wouldn't say that we we're not at this level it's not being taught how to coach but it's so many nuances around coaching that i think we've both taken so many positives from in terms of 
how to be a better soccer person and not just how do I move the X's and O's on the board, but how am I challenging my players individually? How am I, we, with one of the topics is leading the player. Yeah. What, what do you do with your players? And we'll wrap up with this, I think, is to, what, what's the biggest thing that you feel like you give to your players? For me, I think one of the things that I've learned because I am younger and I'm closer to their age um, is, is trying to relate to them on, on, on a different level. And still have that, you know, that 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 separation is like, hey, I'm trying to help you type thing, but also getting their trust. That's for me, it's been the number one thing where I'll go out and actually get to know them. Um, and the best opportunities is when we're on the bus, um, we're team meals. Um, like for example, when we're, we're when we're eating, it's phones away, and staff included. I mean, we're we're not we try to uphold those same values sure, yeah. um, to be able to kind of like the walk right and, and set the example and so things like that is gaining their trust and really interacting with them and telling them and getting to know them because not because it's gonna help you but because that's what our values are we want to get to know our players because then what, what I've learned is when you get to know your players and they trust you now when you're asking them to do something or you you know you're giving them information they're more inclined and to be able to receive that. They're more receptive to that information and now it's not coming from a from a bad place, right? We talk it from a safe place. So you can, there's times where you're gonna dig into the players, but those are some things that we've done, team building activities where uh, just on this bus, our first bus, bus ride, we had the guys uh, improv on a story and it, one person started it and it was kind of like a domino effect and the next person had to add to it and next thing you know, it, I mean, the guys are just getting <laughs> after me and, you know, saying things. But um, being able just to, uh, you know, it, it's funny. And, and I, they were able to do that because I felt like we as, as a program have been able to instill that trust that, hey, what's happened here is, is we're a family and we can be that way, you know, and it That's makes awesome. these things more. I'm always so interested in this, this developing a culture and what would people say about you looking in or someone that's left your program and looking in and I think it would be a safe place, it would be a good place to be and yeah. I think that's something that we all want to be a part of. So yeah. if you're looking for an assistant when I'm in Fresno, I'm all yours. Ah, there you go. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> and vice versa, you know. Um, no, I'm, I'm really grateful. I mean, I, again, like I said, when you told me you had a podcast, I was like, Dude, I really, I really want to get on, and and this has been a, a great experience, and I hope to be able to get asked to, to, to get on this, or if I we just if I up. tell you like, hey, Daddy, put me on your podcast. It's, we'll get uh, another one on there for sure, mate. <laughs> All right, class, Eddie, thank you, man. Thank you. So there it is. It's a real quick and short chat with Edison there, but so much cool stuff from his own experience and how he's all about the player and he's all about that relationship that helps you to create this environment that just pushes for success. As he said, right now they're sitting at number eight in the nation in his junior college and he's very humble about that, but I think it's fully deserved just based on the conversation there, just that 20 minutes that you heard. So definitely catch up with Eddie. He's an Instagram guy. He is Eddie underscore G711. He's not so much of a Twitter guy, so uh, I'll do all the tweets for him, and then he can do all the Instagram stuff. So we're a great combo if you check in on us, but 
A huge thank you to Eddie for his time. And that was recorded as a, a little breakout on the A license. So if you can get into any coaching license, if you can follow that pathway and take it, especially in Kansas City, where there is, it's just so positive and the facility itself is phenomenal. And you can do things like that, where Eddie and I just took out 20 minutes and, and had an in-depth conversation before learning about analyzing the game and analyzing the individual within the game. So that's all kind of part of our recent experience. But again, check in on Eddie, Eddie underscore G711 on Instagram. Keep up to date with him and always follow me at Lead on Soccer. And then my final thing, as always, is a thanks to Tactical Pad. Their gifts are brilliant. You just constantly use them in showing your players what you're doing. And I've got to the stage now where I tend to use a lot of the same activity when then I can work on both sides of the ball, so whether I'm working in attack or defense, but I use that because it's a constant reminder and it gives ways around problems, so we may find a certain pattern in a certain phase of play. So definitely get onto Tactical Pad. You can find out more on leadonsoccer.com. As always, at Leadonsoccer on Twitter and Instagram, and more coming very soon. Thank you.